0: You're listening to Boss Talk on CKLU 96.7 FM. Boss Talk is a show dedicated to bringing you insight, advice, and straight-up hard truth from people who take ownership of their life every day. Boss Talk is here to provide a real, live conversation to inspire, educate, and hopefully entertain you. Here is your host for the next hour, Michelle Gallant self-proclaimed storyteller, business owner, social media junkie, coffee addict, and certified boss lady.
1: Good morning and happy Tuesday. Welcome to another episode of Boss Talk. I'm your host, Michelle Galant. And it is a beautiful Tuesday, October 30th. Tomorrow is Halloween. I hope everyone is all ready and uh, gonna be a fun and safe night. I unfortunately am not partaking in Halloween tomorrow. I'm not, uh, I guess I'm not the, the dress up type of person to do this, um, but I hope everyone else has a great time and had a great weekend celebrating as well. Um, we're gonna kick off the show because we're a little bit late into the morning, but we have a really fun show today. Um, I have two amazing boss ladies here in the studio today. I have Miss Jasmine Finley and Amanda Zerkowski. Welcome ladies. Thank you. you. Now I brought these two ladies in because I wanted to have a general discussion about a few topics and uh, when both of them um, said yes, first of all, that was awesome for me. Um, so we're going to talk about a couple different things. Now, you ladies um, are in two different, I guess, sectors. Jasmine, you're a mortgage agent. Amanda, brand manager. Yes. Well, there's a couple other words that I, I'm just like, your brand manager. <laughs> 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 Sales rep, all that other stuff too. You guys are killing it in your industries, but you both made some recent changes in your life to get to where you are now, which is what kind of the general topics we're going to talk about today. Um, first things first, this is not where you guys started in these positions. No. Jasmine, what's your background?
2: I have a psych degree.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, Now you're a mortgage agent. (laughs) (laughs) agent. So psych degree. So when you got your degree, where did you, obviously you
2: probably saw your path paved in a different, uh, direction. Absolutely. I wanted to get my PhD and then I realized that. I wasn't really going to help anyone with a PhD. The whole idea of psychology as, you know, with a PhD is so confined and it doesn't always help people. So I changed directions after I graduated a few years ago. And, uh, you say that so like, (laughs) yeah, a few years ago. Um, and I just kind of went from job to job. Like I really just couldn't find my own. Like I took some HR courses and I worked in HR and you know I have done just pretty much everything under the sun and this position kind of developed from an office admin job which was cool so i would gotten the office admin job and I saw what more like I didn't even know what mortgage agents do I didn't even know what a mortgage really was like really right, right? <laughs> I knew it was you know something attached to your house but uh, I started to learn and I love to learn so I just I'm like, let me get my license, let me do this, let me learn how to do everything, and uh, it kind of fell into my lap, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And Amanda,
1: your background, um, well, you were doing sales, you were still doing sales, but yeah. sales, um, what did you originally go to school for?
0: I went to school for psychology, too, actually. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because this weekend, you said about a couple years ago, I was home on the weekend, and we were out shopping for a new vehicle, and the guy was asking me where I went to high school in Ottawa. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> my partner was like, you're old. <laughs> but, no, I think it, I for me... I, I found my dream job, what I thought was my dream job, uh, while I was in university, actually, I, I started, uh, with community living, Manitoulin, uh, was a counselor for adults with developmental disabilities and absolutely loved what I was doing. What about that did you love? The aspect of helping people. Mm -hmm. It, for me, being able to connect with somebody on a level like that, um, that really was looking to you to basically help them with. All their needs and and make sure that uh, you know they were they were fed every day that they were taken care of. Um, you really develop um, a crazy crazy bond with these people, and for me, it was such a rewarding career. Uh, the change happened with getting hurt at work, and it was very traumatic to the point that I could not go back. I tried uh, and just couldn't go back and. Sales kind of fell in my lap too, uh, five, five years ago, I guess now, uh, and it became something that I didn't realize that I was going to love as much as I love, um, but I think it comes back to being able to help people because although there is a transaction of money that's happening mm-hmm. now uh, in, in sales, obviously. I'm still helping somebody grow their business and to be able to understand the inner workings of their business and then be able to turn that into something where they're seeing greater profits on their bottom line, that for me is super rewarding. I love my clients and I've transitioned to a new role in sales, but the same applies to this.
1: Right. Because sales, that whole title is daunting to people. It is. But I think if you approach it the way that you just said it, where you're helping them find a solution to a problem that they have and trying to, you know, help their bottom line that makes the whole process seem a lot less daunting and more comfortable. And it starts to create that relationship with that client, which in turn, why you love your clients you work for. Yeah,
0: exactly. Cause you've,
1: you've grown that. Um, so both of you, so how did you make that transition? Like what in your mind made you think like, like, I need to make a change here because you both went through it recently—job changing and then going into this new role as mortgage agent—and just what in your head made you realize like this is not what I meant to do? I'm I'm I need. There's something bigger than this.
0: I think for me, uh, obviously, I I was basically recruited to come to the the company that I'm at now. Um, so for me to to be recruited in itself was. Uh, pretty exciting because obviously people were taking notice of what I was doing in the business world within Sudbury, uh, going from selling, you know, photocopiers and digital management solutions to now selling radio. Uh, that's a huge jump. There, <laughs> there's really not a lot of correlation there. <laughs> uh, it is still sales. Uh, but I think what it came down to for me was, can I see myself grow any further at the company? And although I felt like potentially there was more growth with the company that I was with, I wasn't seeing it happen. And there was a lot of promises made, um, and I just wasn't getting to where I wanted to be. And on day one of my new job, I actually went to see a client on day one because I'd been in sales, so it was just jump in, jump in, and, (laughs) and go see people. On day one, I walked into a client's office and she was so excited to see me. And she actually said to me, she goes, I was wondering when you were going to make a jump because I felt like you were tapped out where you were. And now I'm so excited for you because I think the the sky's the limit for you.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Jasmine.
2: So um, I too got a phone call and I had been, so I've been... St- um, Licensed as a mortgage agent for almost two years now, but I felt that where I was before, I was stuck doing a lot of the office admin background stuff, and I really didn't want to be doing that. I wasn't being fueled by that, right? It. I wanted to make a leap, but you get so comfortable where you're at. You have a little bit of security. You know the routine. You know your job. You know you just. It feels comfortable, and I got a call in August about um, moving brokerages and you know being a full time mortgage agent at a different brokerage. And it it really scared me because I was like, ooh, like can I give up this small level of security that I have here mm-hmm. or can I make this leap? And I called about five different people. Some people in the industry, some people that I'd worked with it within the like in the office and they all told me that they had seen my potential from the start and that i had hit a ceiling and i wasn't going anywhere i wasn't going to go anywhere more
1: so both of you touched on two things now that i want to bring up one of them is the comfort level that we're scared to make that leap and then the other thing is other people noticing our potential before we do that's super like when you when i'm saying that out loud it's crazy to think that other people see it before we do internally or maybe it's just our ego in the way or just like we're just scared it all comes down to fear and and sometimes you know we're pushed out the door i was laid off after buying a house getting married buying a new car three months later got laid off and i was forced to make a decision right there after putting all my eggs in one basket i'll say um, and having that comfort to say, like, oh, I've, I've got it. I have a salary now. Like, thinking, like, okay, this is it. And I wasn't making very much money. But to me, I was like, well, it's, I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. And comfortable isn't – you're not – like, you both said, it's not a – you're not growing with that.
0: No, and I think, too, like, for me, the, the change that resulted to me getting into sales in the first place was – I went through a separation and it was not that it the separation itself was very sudden but the the thought of separating had been ongoing for a long time and then suddenly I'm faced with a decision where it's like okay well what do I do now and I had to make a choice and I'm so happy that I made the choice that I did because I could have gone back into a community living type organization because I had a job offer from somebody mm. from there. And I really thought about that. And I said to myself, like, is this really what I want to do? I couldn't go back after getting hurt at work. Why am I going to try and put myself through this? Because it was extremely stressful going through that. To then deciding, okay, you know what? Let me try something new. Mm. I've seen people succeed in sales. Why can't I be the person that succeeds in sales? But then it comes down to when you're actually in that role, not really recognizing the talents that you have yourself. I know I was doing well because I was winning awards. Mm -hmm. So there was measurement of some type, but for me, the measurement was different because we are our own worst critics. Even now in a new role, I've been there for just over two months and no, almost two months, not quite two months yet. So it's in 60 days, I feel like I haven't done a whole lot, but I know that I am doing something because I have clients that are putting in orders. I've, I, I, things are happening. So you're
1: getting recognition.
0: Absolutely. It's just, in my mind, I should be that much further ahead already. Mm. So when it comes down to the comfort of everything, for me to make that change from the one sales job to another sales job. In a completely different industry. Completely different industry. I was probably one of the most stressful things that I've had to go through. And I've been through a separation and ongoing divorce and I've, you know, co-parented with another person that I don't really like that much, but <laughs> you have to do it. Like life is stressful. I have a ton of projects on the go. Uh probably uh, maybe too much. Uh but I think that I needed to get out of my comfort zone because I was exactly like you. I was extremely comfortable where I was and I was doing very well. So I didn't know if I needed to make that change. And I really had to push myself out of that, you know, comfort zone. And even my partner, he had said to me, he goes, you're going to regret this if you don't do it. And Mm. and he was right because not making the change, I would have, always always regretted that I don't regret making a change at all
1: absolutely and that's where the opportunities happen it is, is when we step outside of that line of being comfortable and it's super scary and that's where uh, as I said fear holds us back from so much and I don't under, I, I mean you guys are both have psych degrees let's talk <laughs> um, it holds us back from moving us forward and people see the potential in us before we do. How is it so recognizable on the outside than on the inside?
2: Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of times we, we don't, when we're looking in the mirror or when we're looking at ourselves, we see you know old pains or old struggles or insecurities. Those are the first things we see. Mm -hmm. We don't see our strengths. We don't see, like, how well we're doing. I know as a mom, like, I'm a single mom, and I'm always hard on myself. And people are always like, dude, you're the best mom I know. Like, you're rocking being a mom. And I'm like, oh, no, not really. And they're like, what are you talking about? And we don't see that because we just keep on. It's as if
0: we don't think we're worth having everything good in our life. I love the point about the worth, because even last night, so I was given, not given, I don't know if given is the right word, but uh, I started a new show on Lane
1: Yes, you did. Congratulations. Lace
0: them up, and I absolutely love what I'm able to do, but last night watching the show again, right away, those insecurities mm. are coming up, because when I look at myself when I'm on TV, even though... I know damn well what I what I'm talking about and I know that I'm I'm very knowledgeable in hockey I need to stop doubting that Uh, but it's when I look at myself and I'm watching the show back the first thing that pops up into my mind is I don't look like a sportscaster should look I'm not the size 2 girl that really doesn't even know the sports industry that's reading off a teleprompter I I feel like I'm something else. So I have to really put, you know, the ego and the emotions in check because every time I watch myself, I want to quit. And it's the same thing with the Severed Wolves broadcast. Like I want to quit every time I see myself on TV. And it, even though I know I'm doing well at it because they wouldn't be giving me a show that they signed up for 30 episodes this season. So it's, I have a huge responsibility with, with them But I have to stop doubting myself. And it means, you know, yes, going to the gym more often. I need to go to the gym more often anyways. Whatever. It is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) I have three kids. Like, I can barely manage to get through the day without (laughs) wanting to cry in a corner somewhere. (laughs) I have no kids. And that's nice (laughs) for But I think that the perception of of your self-worth and who you are as a person, I know for me, like, Full disclosure, I struggle huge. Like, this is probably one of my biggest struggles, is is probably, like, that self-image of, of who I am and what I'm putting out there.
1: Wow. That was super real of you to talk about. And I want to bring up, why is it that somebody is supposed to look a certain way to do a certain job? Like, why have we... I guess the society conditioned ourselves to feel that way because it's a repetition. That's what we've seen, you know. For you know, every industry, the girl should look like this, or she should be wearing this, and but why? She could like no matter what the person looks like, they could still do it. No matter what you're wearing or what you look like or whatever, and like you said. You know the sport. You know what you're talking about. I see your Instagram. You're watching hockey every day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You were at the games religiously. Like, you know it.
0: Like, even this weekend, we we traveled to Ottawa, and the Wolves were playing actually in Ottawa. Tell me you went. So, of course we went. (laughs) (laughs) Of course we went. But it's one of those things that it's a passion, right? Right. So, for me, I dive headfirst into that, and as long as I don't... Think or overthink the situation, I'm okay. And I think for me, it's society as a whole, I'm conditioned to look at the TV and you look at TSN or Sportsnet or whatever it is that you're watching and what I'm seeing is different than what I feel like I'm putting out there as a look or as a brand. But again, it comes down to changing the way i think about things because and and it is something that i have to go and talk to somebody about and i'm not ashamed of that i think it's really good to to kind of put that out there and because i know that i'm not the only person struggling with this
1: absolutely not i'm i am surprised to hear that coming from you because to me you exude confidence
0: and see i feel like i'm one of the like least confident people yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: This is that's like shocking. That's to like me as well. right. It's yep. like, but I mean, you're right. It is the daily struggle that every one of us has some sort of insecurity or self-image issue because we've conditioned ourselves to think a certain way for so long that we need to just drop it. Yeah. Because that isn't serving us at all. No. Because it's, nobody.
2: It's not. At all. At and all. And the value that you add. Mm. Like to, like to the show that you produce. It, like it's doesn't compare to what is on TV, right? Like and you, you
1: have a show. You have
0: a right. show. Like <laughs> said, you have a TV <laughs> oh, show.
1: show. Yeah. Like you're on TV,
0: which I think is amazing, and I'm so proud of that. And I think I have to focus more on that as opposed to the negatives that come up in in my mind of okay, I, I maybe shouldn't be doing this. Like my, it was a person that, uh, I've actually grown quite close to. He is my massage therapist, but he's also taking some life coaching classes. So he's really kind of pushed me outside of that norm. And he said to me one day, he goes, I want you to go and write on your mirror three words. And I said to him, I said, okay, well, where are you going with this? <laughs> So he goes, I want you to go write, I am enough on your mirror while I freaking lost it. Like even now talking about it, it is very emotional. And I said to him, I said, I'm actually going to one up you. I want to go get this tattooed on somewhere that's visible so that I can consistently look at that and realize that yes, I am enough because I was in a relationship with somebody that told me I was not enough, Mm. which is, I think a lot of that kind of stems from that. So every day it's a struggle but having that you know something that's visible and and I think everybody needs to realize that they are enough I don't care what walk of life you are in uh, I think that you need to know that you are enough and uh, as a mom you are enough and and as a business person you are enough and really kind of driving home that point so I told him I said I actually booked a tattoo today so he's like good for you because it means that I am gonna yeah. follow through with this because those three words that day were exactly what I needed to hear and drove home the point point. and I feel like I'm starting to kind of alter the mindset a little bit it's gonna take time but uh, for sure like and I I think we all exude confidence uh, and each of us has our own, you know, battles that we're battling inside. And when it comes to business, you want to always put your best for or your best foot forward.
1: Absolutely. So, Jasmine, um, she touched on self-image. You touched on, you know, being enough as a mom. What else? What other challenges have you know have you faced, or you think like maybe you're exuding that people aren't getting?
2: Because both of you... Like some of the struggles? Yeah. So um, a couple of weeks ago, I took um, a coaching course and it, it kind of opened up a whole bunch of stuff. And last night I sat down and really realized that I had been struggling for about five weeks. I haven't been showing up, right? I just haven't been showing up for myself, for anyone else. I've been tired and crying and just in a really bad space. And I've been in bad spaces before and I've gotten out of them. So at least I have a success rate, right? Like I, I know I've done it before. And normally when I post on Facebook, it's super positive and inspiring and motivating. And I just went raw and vulnerable last night and I just opened up and I, I said it. I said, you know, I've been drinking too much wine. I've been watching too much This Is Us on Facebook crying my eyes out. And it's going to change right now. And I, I, you know, we can say that kind of stuff, but I had to really fully believe it. Mm -hmm. When I woke up this morning, that shift had happened. And I got up, didn't snooze my alarm for the first time in weeks. I put on, like, a power outfit. Yeah, you did. Leather <laughs> pants.
1: Come and on. heels
2: and a blazer. And I showed up. And when I looked at my calendar and I realized that today was the day that I got to come here, I was like, this is perfect. This is perfect because I was so scared. I don't know if it was because I thought, you know, my life was so great. Like, my life is so great. I have like a great happy healthy little girl I have a house of my own I have you know things that I love to do people who love me and surround me with you know just greatness and I was struggling like I mean I don't have you know illness and I don't have all these crappy things happening to me why am I struggling and you know what I realized that it doesn't matter it doesn't Mm. matter why the only thing that matters is why I need to be back to that better self Mm. And so today I showed up.
1: Oh, I love that you touched on that. Holy. And, you know, you said something near the end, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what walk of life. We all go through those things. I went through a separation recently, too, where I was, there was a couple months there where I just disconnected from everything, I was living alone. I didn't know what day it was from like day to day. I didn't know what I was doing half the time. And I didn't know how to get back on track. And I didn't know if I could because I didn't know, I didn't know my life alone. And I didn't. And I, but when I started to really think about what I did have, which is what you just said, you had daughter, people that love you. Even though I didn't have what I had before in the relationship and house and all that stuff, I had what I actually gained was myself and i actually built a better relationship with my parents which is something i'm so grateful for now that like i talk to them about everything and instead of like and hind when like they call me every day it's like okay like i can th- th- like these can be the people that i go to when something good happens or when i need to talk about something and when you start to change your mindset about that that's when things start to turn and when you decide like it doesn't matter what yesterday looked like And then when you start waking up with the good intention and just like you said, putting on that power outfit, even if you have nowhere to go,
2: (laughs) that's when it starts. Yeah. You you have to show up. Right. Right. And not, and not for anyone else. No. I didn't have to show up here for you or Amanda. I had to show up here for me because this, when we scheduled this almost two months ago, I was literally like crapping my pants, (laughs) nervous about coming on here. And last night when I wrote that and I was like, I know that I just need to push myself a little bit, a little bit more. I, I could be gentle, but I still, you know, they're tough love. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I opened up my calendar, I was like, yeah, I got this. This is not a problem. I'm not, I wasn't even nervous anymore. Like I, it was, you didn't have time takes, to be nervous. <laughs> no, I didn't have time. I didn't have time to back out. I didn't have time to think about it, overthink it. I just, it was exciting because it was the perfect timing for it. Mm. And sometimes it's all about that perfect timing, right? The phone call I got, the recruitment that you got, it kind of came at the right time. And the universe, when you open yourself up to the universe, the right things come to you when they need to. Right. Not when you need them. When those things need to come to you.
0: Yes. So true. And I think, like, I read your post this morning. Yeah. And I was in tears this morning. You, you made me cry this morning. Um, And I didn't comment on it because I knew I was going to see you today. And I knew I was probably going to see you tonight too. So uh, I wanted to have the conversation face to face because putting yourself out there and and being as vulnerable as you allowed yourself to be, that takes so much courage. Mm -hmm. And I admire that so much because I... I've been there. I've been exactly where you are. See, I'm getting teary. This isn't supposed to be like an emotional thing. I cry (laughs) everything. So happens when you become a mom, but I think that there's this stigma and I know that this show is not about like breaking down stigmas of like mental health, but it's such a real thing that we all go through. Um, no matter what you're doing, whether you're changing careers or whether you're struggling as a mom or whether you're struggling in your relationship, I think at one time or another we've all struggled in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I've struggled pretty much exactly how you were describing this morning, and there's always kind of dips too where you you go down again in those darker spots, and you're just like, okay. I have a good track record I know I can get myself out of this I know that I have a team in place around me mm-hmm. and and honestly like I've talked about this we had a, a YPA night where I was talking about success in in life and one of the things that I really focused on was making sure you take time to focus on yourself so we had uh, G rant do our wine and cheers uh, speech this year he was the keynote and something that he had said really resonated with me because he had said, rank your top five people in your life, from one to five, just rank them in your head. So I did, and then he goes, where'd you put yourself? Mm. Wasn't on the list. And ever since that day, I've made, and I know that this is only two months ago, but I've made a commitment to myself, and I've I've talked to him since then, and I let him know how much he impacted my moving forward in life because I literally made that job change that week. I was uh, making lots of changes at home where, you know, we've only been together for a year and a bit. We bought a house. We've moved in. Like, we have three kids. Life is crazy. And I never was taking time for myself, and I felt so depleted. There's no energy. And I have realized that I cannot pour from an empty cup. And I've tried I think we all have where you're just like nope, I've got this totally fine and you don't totally okay (laughs) and it's not at all it's not at all and I find even this weekend like I took uh, Friday and Monday off and I needed that time I could have made the trip to Ottawa Friday night after work and you know done a quick celebration on Saturday for a family get-together and then you know booked it back here yesterday or on Sunday and I chose not to, because I'm like, I have the time, first of all, to take, and I need that time. Mm. I need that time for myself. And although I struggled to get up this morning, just because I think it was like, I had four days where I was able to sleep in a <laughs> bit, <laughs> which was super nice, but I just being able to take that time. I didn't check my email. Mm. I didn't look Call at this stuff, <laughs> which is the first time I've done that. And The first couple days, I had some anxiety, and then the second, like, the last two days, I'm like, what's the point? It's going to be there when I get back on Tuesday.
1: Right. Right.
0: Nothing's going to change. Customers aren't going to leave because I haven't responded to them in two business days.
1: I know. And we think that the world is going to end if we do not reply right away. Yep. But in reality... It's, it's not nothing no. changes and if it is really urgent they will get a hold of you somehow
0: absolutely because they all have my cell phone number right and i have no problem answering a call on a saturday or a sunday right. that's not that's not an issue but if somebody's sending me an email it's not it's as not as urgent i don't think and i've until two months ago that phone never left my hand when i was on vacation mm. i was always constantly hitting refresh hitting refresh like what's happening I was in Dominican, and I'm hitting refresh until my phone stopped working, and that was the only thing that made me put down the phone. Wow. So I want to go back to a point
1: that we talked about earlier, but also bring it back to a new point, and that was letting go of what doesn't serve you. And so I have been in a position where loved what I was doing, loved the client, loved the job, um, but the environment around me, just dragged me down and i didn't know for the longest time how to get out of this whether it was change the job or change the environment or change my own environment have you ever i don't how do you have you how do you get out of this feeling when the people around you or the people you're working for the clients you're doing work for just don't do it for you where you don't get that high with them you don't get that
2: drive every morning what do you do I feel like it's, it's funny when I first started as as an office admin in the first brokerage I was with, um, I would go home and just complain like that. I was like, I felt, and this was like two and a half years ago. Like, I mean, I stayed there for two years after feeling that way. And my dad told me, he said, just take everything you possibly can, like take all the learning experiences, build up, you know, your, your resources, learn what you can from them and, and, you know, just do what you got to do right now. And so, and that's what I did, right. I just, I made the best of it. I knew that, you know, it was a nine to five job. It paid the bills somewhat, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's, it didn't fuel me, but you know, I knew that it was, it was only going to be temporary Mm. because as I learned more and more and got better and more confident in, being able to do it on my own, I, you know, you just kind of, you just start building up yourself, right? And, yep. and you're just taking all the experiences that you can so that eventually you can, you know, move on, move on, right? And I you, feel like what you said before about the universe, I
1: feel like it serves you for the time that it needs to until something else comes along that gives you what you need. I've had clients where I've been in a position where I did not like the environment, loved the job, but felt like I couldn't move up in it. But I couldn't leave because it came back to that comfort and fear until I was forced to leave with that layoff. And at the time I was like, why is this happening? But then after, when I look back, I would have never got to where I am now had it not been, had that not happened to me. And now I think everything and everyone that that happened like I don't see it as like oh why did this happen to me it's holy I'm so happy that this happened like at the time no like scared everything but for that purpose for the couple years I was there it gave me what I needed
0: for me I think it uh, the day that I lose that excitement Mm. when I when I get that email or that phone call that says, we're going to go with you because we believe in what you're doing and, and, and what you're presenting us. That's the day I get out of sales because I'm four years in five, almost five years in now to this process. Yeah. And I still get as excited about a sale closing as I did on the first sale that I had. And I've never lost that. And for me, I think that's a really big sign to me that no matter what's going on in the job itself or uh, you know the environment that you're in, for me that's what it's about. So I'm always looking to you know make sure that I still have that feeling because I know that at times I haven't felt it maybe as much, mm-hmm. but I've always kept that feeling. So the day that I lose that, that kind of like that emotional rush that you get or that adrenaline rush uh, that you, you close something, that's the day that I get out of sales. And I think that
1: approach, you can use it in all areas of your life, whether it be relationships, friends, family, you know, setting those boundaries with people. Yeah. As soon as you don't have that feeling of excitement or drive or yeah. emotional connection um, is the day you let it go and know that like it's okay.
0: And I think i i've already I've already got it in my mind that the day that that happens, I will walk away, and I will have no regrets from that right,
1: because why should you stay somewhere that doesn't stay stay somewhere with someone or at whatever that doesn't serve what you need it to or doesn't make you happy exactly and like why are you constantly looking for that validation when you can't force that
0: no, no, and I think that when you're in the industry that I'm in and, and not necessarily in radio, but in sales as a whole, you have to love what you're doing. Yes. Because people do not buy to buy. People are buying from you because they believe in what you're doing. Yes. People buy from people they know, like, and trust. And if I'm projecting to them that I hate my job, I don't want to be there, I don't think I can add any value to anything... They'd be silly to buy from me right and I question them why why are you buying from me like I don't believe in this right and that's the day where it's just like okay you yeah. got to take a step back and realize okay you what you're projecting your clients are, are reading into that and they see okay she doesn't want to be here she doesn't believe in the product she doesn't believe in what she's doing
1: so why should I throw why money
0: should at I it? why should I throw money at her because they have to throw money at me in order to get that sale, right? Or to, to get the product that they're looking for in order to help their business. But if I And I've walked away from deals because I've told clients, listen, I know that you need this, but you don't necessarily need it today. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to sell you this today because you're not going to get the results that you need. And I have no problem walking away from it. And I think that that's something too that... If I can take that step back, because a lot of people that are in sales, your sales has like a dirty word. Like it's, yeah, like it does. It's a, it's sales absolutely. Sales it Sales, yeah. and they're like, ooh. You you're like, in sales. Yeah, you're in sales. That's that's not very good. But when you deal with those types of people that are very transactional and all they care about is their next sale, they don't care about you. Right. They're already on to the next sale because they need to make their quota. They need to do whatever. Yes, I have numbers to hit, just like everybody else in sales, but it's not the driving force for me. It's it's about the relationships. And if it takes me six months to close a deal that somebody else might close in two weeks because they're looking at it from a transactional point, I don't want that sale. Right. I want to build a relationship with somebody because if I can understand what it is that they're trying to do and get to the bottom of all their pain points in their business if I can really get to know them and what makes them tick, because it comes down to values, it comes down to beliefs, and it comes down to psychology. Which absolutely. Is <laughs> no, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. And I think it's one of those things that I really pride myself on being able to do business that way. Does it mean that I may make a little bit less money at certain times of the year because I am holding out, knowing that I want to build that relationship first? Yeah, it does. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm making an incredible living. I am happy with where I'm at, and I, I can go to bed at night knowing that I didn't screw somebody yeah. in order to get a deal.
1: Yeah, and your long-term gain is gonna be far more higher and better. Absolutely. Than just getting that short-term whatever commission or yeah. whatever it is.
0: Short-term satisfaction is exactly that. It's short-term, <clears throat> and for me, that's not why I'm in the business. Right. So what is
1: one thing we've talked about self-care and that work-life balance? I don't even honestly, I don't like the term work-life balance because I feel like it's such a generalized word that we all term differently.
0: It is because when you hear work-life balance, the immediate thing that you come up with is, oh, I need to spend 50% of my time working and I need to spend 50% of my time with family. But that's not a reality. It's it's just
1: not. No, and my work life is going to be different from yours. Absolutely. It's going to be different from yours. And yours is going to be different from mine. And that is okay if I spend 70% working and the rest of the time, who knows? (laughs) What else am I doing? Yeah. But that's okay if that's the way I choose to live my life. And if it's the opposite for somebody else, like, that's okay too. And that's where I'm, like, kind of unsure about the term, but I, I get what that means. But what's one... Thing that you have to do every day for yourself before serving anybody else what is that non-negotiable because,
0: <laughs> well, yes. okay but no, it, it starts with that and it goes back to
1: what g rant told you about putting yourself first yeah. what is one thing you do every single day
0: So I started Mel Robbins, uh, five second journal. Uh, I absolutely love it. Uh, I already do the passion planner. You, you, Mm -hmm. you, I've got Jasmine on board now. Um, for me, it's about taking with this five second journal. It doesn't take five seconds. It takes about five minutes in the morning. I literally take five minutes and it's asking really pointed questions. And it asks you, what's the most important thing that you need to do today? Uh, there's a, even a section where it's like a brain dump. So all those things where it's like, oh, I have to pick up the dry clean. I have to get groceries. I have to do all this, like can go in that little area. Um, but then I can really kind of hammer down what is most important and most relevant for me that day yep. between that. And then I also use Robin Sharma's 90, uh, 91 rule. So for the next Uh, 90 days for the first 90 minutes of your day focus on the single most important task that you have Mm -hmm. and that means stop checking your emails they're still going to be there in 90 minutes from now nobody needs an answer that quickly if they do they'll pick up the phone and they'll call you Um, but taking those little bits of time for myself in the morning to actually kind of dive in because once the kids get up it's insane in our house. And you know, we we're lucky in the sense that we have time where the kids aren't there because they're with their other parents. Uh but the days that they're there, it's just like you go into survival mode, (laughs) honestly. Like you're just like, oh God, I gotta get out of here (laughs) on time. And when you make it to work on time, you're like, oh I survived the win. win. (laughs) Okay, that's a win. (laughs) Now on to the next part of the day. But it I think time management uh really kind of hammering down i work backwards in the sense that if i know i have to be somewhere at 8 30 then i'm working backwards with my morning i keep hitting the microphone i apologize (laughs) um so i work backwards from my morning so that i know exactly when i need to get up because i need to allot certain amounts of time so that i can put on that killer outfit or i can put on a face the makeup which I don't have this morning because I didn't work you still backwards look beautiful. this morning. <laughs> you have like flawless skin. Working on it. And your nails like,
1: fantastic.
0: Oh yeah, thank I you. Do. Yeah. But again, the nails taking time for myself. It's 35 minutes every two weeks, but I feel good about it. Right. And I don't mind spending the money about like on it because it's something that I I feel like okay I carry myself a little bit better because I feel like I'm presenting a more like polished put together look.
2: Yes, Jasmine. What do you have to do every day? So, besides coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've actually cut down on coffee. I, I think I drink like one, and it's usually like a couple hours into my day. How yeah. dare you? Yeah,
1: so, I know. I two. <laughs> and I'm like jonesing for the next one.
2: <laughs> so, for me, the biggest thing is um, routines and getting myself ready the night before. So during the week, Monday to Friday, we wake up at 5 a.m. I go to the gym. Yeah. yeah. Woo! Um, and it, actually, I love waking up at 5 a.m. now. Like, I at first I didn't, but I do now. I love it. Uh, I go to the gym three times a week in the morning for 7, and um, I do networking on Tuesday mornings. And on Thursdays, those are my mornings where I can go meet a girlfriend or a referral source for breakfast mm-hmm. and that's when I kind of get my like you know one-on-one time with someone in the other part is taking care of myself in the fact that um and I was I wasn't really good at this for the last couple weeks but I made sure that I didn't leave the house without makeup because I feel better yeah. when I have makeup on and it like it sucks it it yeah. kind of sucks that way but I feel like I mean I just feel better and you know, it's three minutes. It's super simple, but I feel better about that. Um, the other thing I've been adding in is, uh, little motivational YouTube videos that I just have playing while I'm in the bathroom, getting ready or getting dressed. And I actually, when I first, so I had a, a terrible separation too, about two and a half years ago when I first left Um, I was super, super down and these motivational videos really kind of got my, got me like started on having drive and ambition and passion again. Mm. So I've started that again Mm. and, but the routine for me is the biggest thing. If I don't have my, my gym clothes, you know, set out, my daughter's clothes, her lunch packed, my, my, you know, my protein shake pack, my little lunch, if that's not all done, It's like all hell breaks loose. It's like all (laughs) hell breaks loose, absolutely. And I just feel like, you know, anxious Mm -hmm. all day because, you know, now I have to do this. Now I have to do that. Um, And I've also, I felt very guilty about not giving my daughter enough time. So at least four nights a week, mostly, like most of the time it will be five nights a week. uh, From 5 to 8 p.m. is her time. Mm -hmm. And that's non-negotiable. So like on a night like tonight where it's ladies night, that is because I need to have a ladies night. Yeah. right? Right. And I can be, I can only be as good of a mom if I take care of myself and have that kind of connection with other people. Yes. So, but I mean, even with my clients, like we have deals going on all the time. Sometimes they work till five and want to call me and. I'm sorry, this is my daughter's time. She is in daycare from 6.30 in the morning till five at night. She deserves that time. Three hours, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I found that the guilt, the mom guilt, really went away when I started, you know, I literally turned my phone on, do not disturb. Mm. No one is calling me. No one is getting an answer. No one is, it's not,
0: it's her time. It comes down to quality versus quantity, mm-hmm. and I'm learning this as well because I am the person that comes home from work that immediately opens up their laptop at the table and starts working more, which is ridiculous mm-hmm. because I just worked all day. Now I'm coming home. I've got kids running around. We've got supper to make. We've got like family time, you know, nighttime routine, because our, our routine at night is pretty consistent, and I'm focused on work. And that's where it made me take a step back too and realize that, okay, I need, I may not be able to give a hundred percent of my time to my family in the evenings because you still have things to do. I still have things to do. I have taken on a lot of responsibility outside of just, you know, work. Work. And you know, when it comes to the show with Eastlink, I I'm writing the show. So it's not just like, I show show up. up and there's something on the teleprompter. Like I have to write that. I have to organize my interviews doing the same thing with the Wolves broadcast. Like, I have to write all that stuff. So I have to make sure the time that I'm focused on my family is focused on my family. Mm. Like, Jeff laughs. He goes, when did you schedule me into your calendar for today? <laughs> and he says it jokingly, but he also knows that there's... Ca- I've put a lot of responsibility on myself. And it is, it is me that's taking it on. But it drives me. And this is my passion. So he knows that... This is for the better of me, and that this is me taking care of me. And having that supportive partner
1: assists in making all of those things happen.
0: So huge. Honest to God. And I know I don't give him enough credit. Like, I know I don't. But I am so thankful for him because if it wasn't for him, I would not be doing what I'm doing right now. I would not have made the career change. I would not be doing a show on East Link. I probably would not even be doing the Wolves games anymore because as a single mom, it was becoming very, very mm. challenging. And he has stepped up to the plate in such a huge way. I, you know, I'm forever grateful to him and he sees what I want to accomplish and what the long-term goal is. And he's helping me work towards that. And I couldn't, you could ask for better in a partner. Oh,
1: that's fantastic. I'm sorry to cut you off, but we are out of time now. We talked through the whole hour. We did. We did not even break. <laughs> I feel like we could go on for another couple of hours, though. <laughs> oh, we could. We definitely need to do another episode like this. So thank you, ladies, for coming in and, uh, you know, exposing yourself in such a vulnerable way and talking about challenges, successes, um, everything, and just being real and raw. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate both of you ladies in my life. And, uh, you know, like I said, you guys exude confidence that you don't see. And I think we, we all do that. And we need to stop doing that to ourselves. Like, we do need to put ourselves first and recognize the potential and recognize that, like, we are awesome. I want to use another word, but I'm not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again for stopping by. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed the episode as much as I did. And I hope everyone enjoys the rest of their week. Have a safe and fun Halloween tomorrow. Are you guys dressing up too for with kids?
0: I, I am dressing up tomorrow. It's a very mom costume, but I'm pretty excited about it. I'm gonna be Miss Frizzle from the magical <laughs>
2: School. <but laughs> awesome. Yeah. I expect pictures. Yep. Yeah. No, and I only take my daughter to, like, four or five houses. She doesn't know any better. She's four, and I'm hoping forever she will be like that because she doesn't eat the junk. Like, it's so like, it's, it's... I t- end t- up having to eat it. Right. So four houses it's tops. mom tax. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, everyone, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you next week, same time, same place, on Boss Talk CKLU 96.7. That was awesome. That
0: was, that was awesome. awesome.